My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Thanks for coming back and welcome to the My Tech Decisions Podcast, where it's our mission to help technology leaders make the right decisions for the business. Like I said, my name is Zach and I'm your host. As many in the IT community know, one of the major risks of doing business is the threat of a cyber attack. And there's really no greater recent example than the recent compromise of IT network management software from SolarWinds. To talk about this alarming attack method and how the IT community is reacting is MJ Shower the Senior Vice President and Executive Director of the CompTIA Information Sharing and Analysis Organization, which helps tech companies accelerate their resilience to cyber attacks. According to MJ and other cybersecurity experts, this highly sophisticated threat actor inserted malicious code into an update of the SolarWinds Orion platform, which then gave attackers access to nearly 18,000 networks of SolarWinds customers. But not every customer was breached further, but some very high-profile customers were, like the U.S. Treasury and Commerce Departments, cyber agencies within the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, cybersecurity firm FireEye, and other organizations that could yield valuable information and data for U.S. adversaries. And, as MJ says, this could be just the tip of the iceberg. Before we hear from MJ, here's a quick reminder that the MyTech Decisions podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to hear weekly interviews with enterprise technology experts who can help you make the right decisions for your business. And now, here's MJ Shore. Yeah, so what do we know about, you know, uh, how SolarWinds was used in the attack so far? So it, it's, it is rapidly evolving. It yes. is changing almost by the hour. Um the the prevailing theory right now is that obviously the, the the obviously the thought is that it was Russian state sponsored that it was the Russian SVR the equivalent of the CIA. Now obviously I I don't not obviously but I don't have access to any of the classified information nor would I be able to talk about it if I did. So I'm only sure. you know I'm only talking about what I've learned through channels um, that I have access to through Homeland Security, FBI InfraGuard, and everything that we're seeing out there in the wild, obviously, and, and some of the researchers that I talked to. But, you know, this this absolutely appears to be a very definitive state-sponsored hack. Um, what's most concerning about it is, is that it appears that the way they pulled this off was by getting access to SolarWinds update control. So that that should be, you know, a code control system where code is checked in, checked out, digitally signed, et cetera. And it appears that a malicious DLL was put into a properly signed update that then users downloaded and installed you know everybody's told all the time stay up to date patch 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 you know imagine if you clicked update right. on your computer 
and the patches that came in had the malware in them. That hasn't happened before that, that we know of. So it seems to be a very, very sophisticated, very new attack vector, and they've done a really good job wiping their tracks out. Um, so it makes you wonder if we'll ever truly know, but I suspect over the next weeks, certainly months, we'll learn a lot more. There's been some chatter that this all started with an FTP credential that was leaked to that update server. I, I kind of have a hard time believing it would be something that simplistic that would have allowed access, but it is absolutely in the realm of possibility. Yeah. And, and of course, this morning, there are a lot of reports that it extends beyond solar winds and, yeah. and certainly within solar winds beyond the Orion platform. I've seen yeah. I've seen some indicators that in Central's been hacked that, you know, a lot of MSPs were feeling pretty good because not many use Orion because it really is more of an enterprise tool, though I do know of some MSPs that use it. Now it seems more likely that, you know, Enable and Central customers um, could be at risk. So I think this will have a bigger impact potentially on MSPs. The question will become, you know, are, are the MSPs or their customers that may be using a compromised system the actual target here or not? Right. right. And I'm sorry, what were those other uh, vendors you mentioned? Oh, I, I didn't mention any other vendors, just other oh, SolarWinds products. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, other, okay. other products in the SolarWinds family. You know, originally they were saying it was only Orion. Right. But there's been some broadcast this morning that in Central, which is another big platform of SolarWinds, was okay, also okay. impacted. So, you know, we'll see. SolarWinds has said so far, I think, I think the numbers were 18,000 of 300,000 customers yeah. um, were impacted. You know, we'll have to wait. I, I think that number is going to grow. I think it's yeah. pretty clear that number is going to grow. And Microsoft, uh, you know, they're working alongside SolarWinds and other companies. They have said that, um, I think in a blog yesterday, uh, the president, Brad Smith, said uh, there were uh, uh, over 40 uh, companies that were breached further. Yeah. Not, not all 18,000 companies were targets. You know, right. they ha sure, they have access to them, but they're going after really high profile, like, you know, uh, the uh, what was it the Treasury Commerce Department? Um, yeah, I think and even CISA itself. They they yeah they, they got to... into Homeland. There there's a um, I wish this hadn't happened, but but there is a there was a group out there that published a list of all the domains that appear to have been hacked. I kind of I kind of well, wish they hadn't done that because I don't think it's a good idea to put that information out in the wild just yet. Yeah. Um, eventually, for sure, but. Um, I did see that list, and there are some household names in there um, for sure. Some, some uh, and um, Microsoft in, in that same blog was saying that um, a lot of these companies that that were targeted further were other IT vendors and, and software providers, and, yep. and and that's part of what with that list you saw. Yeah, there's definitely some support in that. I mean, there are there are some you know big players in both the hardware and software space that that and I didn't you know I, I didn't read the full list because it's thousands upon thousands. I just did some random scrolling and you yeah. know wasn't wasn't tough to pick out names. Microsoft also this morning has indicated that they had deeper penetration of this than than they first thought. So yeah. you know there's and especially with the holidays right on us, it's, this is this is. Yeah, terrible I, I timing. Think 
there's going to be a lot more coming out. I think people are going to try to be a little maybe quiet about it over the, the next week. But I, I know there's a ton of work going on behind the scenes. I think we'll learn a lot more in early January. A lot. Yeah. More. Yeah. yeah. And like, so I think it was Reuters that first reported that, you know, Microsoft you know, was a victim of a further breach and that you know, Microsoft's own tools were, were leveraged by the attackers. But Microsoft kind of threw cold water on that. Yeah, saying, you know, they, there's not they don't they don't have evidence that their tools were used uh, further. Right. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, they're a public company, so they're going to have to. Right. You know, they have a, they have, an, they have an obligation to tell their, their shareholders. If, there are a lot of public companies on that that are impacted. There are a lot of public and private universities that have been impacted. Yeah. You know, it it it. This this is pure speculation on my part, but the fact that you've got you know big name companies, big research academic institutions, and big government agencies, there there there's got to be some triangulation there. You know that there there's got to be. I, what it is, I don't know, but. Mm -hmm. It's definitely worrisome that somebody could be after some information about some very specific programs that involve technology and advanced research and obviously the government. Um, I did see a report yesterday that seemed to indicate pretty strongly that at least as far as the government hacks go, that there was no evidence of infiltration into classified networks, that it was only non-classified networks. I don't, I hope that's true. I don't think the government would let us know if classified systems were breached at this point, because there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of damage control going on right now, and sure. we don't yeah. have the most transparent administration in place right now so it's hard to i don't mean that i don't mean that to spin politics at all i just mean in terms of what you can expect different administrations are more transparent than others and i just don't know how forthright this administration would be i also don't know if you know the classified community would support letting that be known at this point if they right. were infiltrated right yeah i mean it took the u.s government a few days to even acknowledge it Right. Uh, officially. But we know that it's extremely sophisticated. You know, could it and should it have been detected? You know, what what are what are the security measures that, that we're missing here that would have prevented this? Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I was I was in a briefing yesterday and, and something was said that I strongly agree with, which is that we're never gonna prevent we're never gonna be able to prevent an attack like this. It's just it's not it's not possible. Um, you know, when you've got when you've got an attacker that if if what we believe today is the source of this attack, you're talking about resources and 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 be they human, financial, technical, you name it, that you can't you can't compete against. Right. Um, we've seen it over the years. It's just it's not realistic to think that we can prevent it. What what becomes super important, and I strongly agree with this, especially from my position with the ISAL, what we've got to do a better job of is sharing information when we see a potential risky, you know, happening. 
we've got we can't be holding our cards so close to the chest anymore whether it's you know for public relations reasons for um perceived competitive reasons we we've, we've got to make it known when we see something potentially malicious so that everybody can be looking for that or similar behavior or related behaviors because if we can get if we can do that at scale we can make the actual further execution of the hack difficult enough that the hacker will probably back away because it'll bring so much attention to it so quickly yeah. but we've got to share that information it, it, it's sort of like i mean i, I th this this seems crazy but this is what just popped into my head it's sort of like we need an air raid siren <laughs> you know right you know when 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 you thought the bombs were coming, everybody ran into the bomb shelters to protect yeah. themselves. We may not have known where they were coming, exactly when they were coming, but you knew they were coming. So everybody hit out and hopefully survived. That's what ISACs and ISOWs, you know, should be doing. We should be getting the potential, you know, like if, if the government was the first to detect it or if FireEye was the first to detect it or, you know, FireEye detect, notify the government, whatever, that information stream needs to get out there very quickly so that it right. can be amplified across the right communities who will all start to look and and start to put some more aggressive measures in place. You may not yet know how to counteract it, but if you can know that it's happening and shut some things down mm -hmm. to let the hacker know that you know that it's happening, yeah, the hacker is yeah. more likely to pull back than push forward. Right. What seems to have happened here is nobody rang, you know, nobody sounded the alarm. So the hackers just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. And we saw Microsoft took very swift action to sync the, the domain they use. And they like, right. yeah, because, yeah, well, with any of these, you know, you think about it when you think of like, um, oh, you think of DNS filters, you think of spam filters, link protection systems, you know, that inspect the link when you click on it and, and determine whether the link is legit or not to let you go through to it. You know, you can redirect because most hacks have that communication back to some command and control server. And if you can, if you can ascertain that, you can shut that down quickly. Now, of course, if the hackers are shrewd, which most of them are, there are multiple command and controls. They've got redundancy, just like most organizations have redundancy. If the primary one goes down, the secondary one's there. But you can very quickly follow those breadcrumbs and shut down those lines of communication that to to kill off the initial attack. And again, hmm. if if you if if you if we can just throw enough blocking and tackling in the way of it, we're not going to stop them moving down the field. But if we can slow them down enough to eventually hold them to a three and out, we we get control back. Yeah, but if right. but if we don't, they <laughs> they keep pushing ahead and getting deeper in 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 till they're in the red zone, right? I mean, not to, I mean, I don't know why I'm using a sports analogy there. It's just what <laughs> popped in my brain. But yeah. um but that I think that's that's the biggest thing that that I think this is a huge wake up call to all all segments of industry that we have got to do a better job sharing when we think we see something that could be an issue. You can't yeah. you can't hold it and say, well, maybe we can dodge this bullet and be OK. No, you've got to. You've got a moral, ethical, maybe we need to make it legal at some point responsibility. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of going down that road, but 
the bad guys share information a hell of a lot better than the good guys do, and right. that's got to change. Right. Um, how likely is it that other tools from other IT companies, you know, uh, are also compromised, similar to SolarWinds Orion? Um, yep. I mean, there's there's a lot of monitoring tools out there. Yeah, I think I think that at this juncture, we have to assume that others are, and we need to collectively do as much investigation as we can to find out if, in fact, there are other compromises afoot. Um, I think we have to adopt the the posture to assume that things could be compromised until we can prove otherwise. Until we learn more about this. Right, right. I mean, I think um, it, it's not trivial to, it, it's by no means trivial to impact a tool like that. Um, so I think you could make a good case that this was probably focused towards solar winds primarily, but they may have found other avenues to expand from that. Right. Um, I think it would be really hard to go out and attack you know, an entire segment of tools at the same time without it being known. Right, right. Um, you know, what do end user organizations need to do moving forward to make sure that, you know, their vendors are secure in the net? They're not going to push out these these updates that will compromise their own, their own networks. No. Yeah, it's a great question. And and clearly it points to, you know, th there are several initiatives underway across public private partnerships about securing the supply chain. You know, it, it's unfortunate that this has happened because it's not that it's not that industry and government have been asleep at the helm. It's just it takes it it takes time to get everyone on the same page to address something at this scale. So it, it's, you know, as I said, it's unfortunate because there are some some very potent initiatives underway to, to do that. Um, I think for most for most end customers right now, as difficult as it is, they're going to need to sort of sit back for a little while and, and not not ask too, too much of their partners, their supply chain partners, because Guess what? All of those supply chain partners right now are consumed with making sure that they're as yeah. safe as they can be. Right. And so, you know, it would be, you know, if, if every customer tried to audit every piece of their supply chain right now, we would grind the economy to a halt probably yeah. as fast as the pandemic did back in March. Right. So we've got to be careful here. Um, we have to react and we have to react uh, very, very smartly and very comprehensively, but we can't overreact in the short term and cause more problems in, in trying to trying to solve the major one, which is how did this happen and how do we how do we I don't think we'll ever be able to prevent, but how do we how do we ensure that we know something like this is afoot and be able to walk it back um, before it's too late? So. You know, definitely customers are going to need to ask their vendor partners, especially ones that have direct access to their systems. Do you need this? Do you need this all the time? Why? Mm -hmm. You know, more. I think companies are going to have to justify their connections into their customers a lot more moving forward. And that's not a bad thing. 
what's what we need is we need some standards to come to the table in terms of how we do that because mm-hmm. otherwise as i said you know we'll 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 potentially risk all of the gains and efficiencies that technology has brought to us if we overreact right. it, it definite there's a risk there's a risk reward here uh, you know analysis that has to go on and that is not something that's going to be solved in the next days or weeks right but now it seems like you know uh, going after after you know the software providers that they utilize is is the new the new uh, attack method is that am I barking up the right tree here yeah I mean I wouldn't I actually wouldn't say that it's new um, it's been out there for a while it, yeah. it's been you know there's never been anything on this scale but there have been cases where a software vendor has been compromised or a vulnerability that may exist in a given sure. software tool has been leveraged to get control of an MSP or an AV integrator to then get after their customers. That in and of itself isn't necessarily new. It's the it's the sophistication and depth of this one that that's got all the alarm bells going off but it's something that that the industry has been concerned about for quite some time it it's one of the main I'll, I'll be very transparent it's one of the main reasons comptia took on this isao and is pushing it so hard because you know i firmly believe that if we as an industry don't do a better job of sharing information about threats and risks to MSPs and through MSPs, their customers, that the industry could be irreparably damaged. Yeah. Uh, you know, think about losing trust in your electric company or your, you know, losing trust in the banking system, losing trust in elections. Look, I mean, right. We've just seen <laughs> yeah. how losing trust can cause utter chaos yeah if you just take the elections as as a as a, a bad example you know we can't lose trust in our fundamental systems of commerce that drive society around the world we've got to figure this out and it's it's a herculean challenge right right all right hey uh, mj thanks very much i appreciate your time my pleasure zach good to talk to you yeah thanks you too Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you would like to learn more, head to MyTechDecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWComo. Until next time.